0: everybody, and welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast for Wednesday, June the 13th. I'm Jay Greg danny Here joining me this week is Jamie West. Hey, Jay. Welcome. Thank you. How's it going?
1: Doing well. How are you?
0: Uh, it is good. It's hard to believe. I, I said the date of June 13th, and I'm thinking, wow, we're, we're almost at the uh, halfway point for the whole year at uh, June 30th. Uh, many of you around the country are either uh, gearing up for or have already started... Uh, slipping into summer mode. I know schools here in Richmond are uh, getting out this week. This, this Friday is our last week, so um, vacations will be coming up very quickly. Um, but, you know, you look out across the market, and really over the course of this year, you know, you haven't seen a whole lot of change. Um, you've seen a lot of the trends, a lot of the, le- the leadership areas that we saw coming into the year, um remain there you see u.s equities continues to be the dominant asset class and specifically within there you know you continue to see sectors like technology and, and styles like growth continue to lead the day and and you know we'll, we'll certainly drill down and talk a little bit about um of some of what we see going on underneath the surface but if you look on the surface that's really um where the
1: strength has been so far this year i think that's right jay uh, you really haven't seen a whole lot of change especially in the sector leadership Yeah. Um, One change, before we kind of
0: jump into some of that, though, one change that we did um, see, or or maybe not a change necessarily, but an interesting development that we did see came uh, from the U.S. dollar
1: recently. Yeah, so the U.S. dollar has been in a a pretty strong uptrend for about the last three months, Um, has been straight up in a column of Xs, um, and then reversed down earlier this week, um, flipped to negative weekly momentum Mm -hmm. for the first time, and I think... Fifteen weeks, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And so that you know, that dollar, it's um, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it obviously um, we won't call it a collapse, but it was uh, very much in, in a decline last year. Um, and you know, the markets were up last year, but international markets were up even more yeah. in 2017 as the U.S. dollar was declining. This year, you you've seen that bounce back. You've seen a rally in the U.S. dollar, which is. Um, adversely affected some of the international markets. Um, so, um, you know, you look at that chart now and you see a bump up against some resistance around 95, um, long, long-term trend is is, uh, is still down here and that weekly momentum turning negative. Would at least indicate that the near-term uh, bounce that we've seen over the past couple of months is is at least slowing um, and, and if not coming to an end. But that's, you know, a pretty interesting development that, that we're seeing there within the U.S. dollar space. Um, Uh, When you look out and we were just kind of looking through going back to the sectors for a minute looking at at some of the sector leadership You know, we mentioned technologies up there at the top. That's not a surprise to anybody you could um, you know, really this year has been a year where The technology sector has been one you could almost throw a dart at whether it's the biggest of big technology stocks whether it's the smallest of small technology stocks, you know technology as a as a group has really been an area that has just dominated that has continued to lead to new highs um the the technology heavy nasdaq 100 index has just recently moved to new all-time highs ahead of some of the others and so you know technology really has been that area where you could throw a dart and and do well uh within technology that is typical of Leadership areas, leadership areas. When you get a, a sector like technology, that's been the number one ranked sector for a long time. You know, you tend to see uh, not only good strength um, amongst the leaders there, but you also tend to see a lot of breadth amongst that sector as well. When you get outside of some of those top groups, those top leaders, that's where you begin to see this dispersion um, come out, uh, and in a sector that I think is a very typical to what we're talking about there would be a sector like consumer staples. You know, consumer staples is um, a sector that if you just kind of look on the surface, you know, it hasn't done a whole lot if you just look at like an ETF. But if you look at uh, XLP as an example, it's the largest um, consumer staples ETF out there in the marketplace today. Um, but if you look in some other names inside of consumer staples, there, there's... Certainly a lot of haves and, and a whole lot of have-nots underneath there.
1: Sure, yeah, XLP, as you said, it, it's kind of been sucking wind this year. It's down um, nearly 10%. Meanwhile, you know, PSL, which chases those momentum names, is up nearly 10%. Mm. So it really has been a question of there's high dispersion and picking the right individual securities has made a, a world of difference.
0: Yeah, you know, that that's and that's where um you know that's where where it makes all the difference if you look i was just looking at the xlp so if you drill down uh, if you're on our site and you pull up the chart of xlp there's a blue button button there that says all holdings and it'll pull up all the holdings um that underlie that etf or xlp or, or any other etf that you might be looking at and to see underneath there if you look at the top 10 holdings now xlp is a cap-weighted ETF, so in other words, it's gonna own the largest capitalization or the biggest companies in a bigger proportion inside of that index. Uh, Contrast that to the PSL, Jamie, that you mentioned, and that's gonna own um, stocks in there in a relative strength or momentum-weighted fashion. So PSL tends to be a little bit more equally weighted. It's not putting a whole bunch of weight in the biggest names just for sake of being big. Um, But it's putting weight in stocks that are showing good positive relative strength and getting that stuff out of the portfolio, not being forced to own the stuff that's not working well. Um, You you look at the stuff in consumer staples, the stuff that's not working well is is a lot of the big stuff, a lot of the household names, um, names like Procter & Gamble, that's the number one holding inside of XLP. Inside of that cap-weighted consumer staples ETF, it's a it's a eleven percent weighting, so it's the largest weighting inside of that ETF. And if you look at a chart on Procter and Gamble, that trend has been negative for uh, quite some time now, and it's been negative going back to October of last year when that uh, chart violated its bullish support line. In a market where you know some indexes are at small caps nasdaq 100 are hitting new highs and the s p 500 or the dow are not all that far from it so you look at a name like procter and gamble as a matter of fact eight out of the top 10 holdings in xlp are stocks that have what we would consider to be weak technical attributes so a technical attribute reading below three is what when you look inside the top 10 holdings of of xlp you're seeing that um, you know, again, that's where you mentioned stock selection. That's where you, you look at a, a sector that might be out of favor and um, being much more, um, much more focused, much more um, di- discerning on the individual names. Uh, less of a throwing of a dart and, and uh, hitting something that's working well. Because you contrast Procter and Gamble to a, a stock like Costco. Both names are, are uh, inside of XLP. They're both consumer staples names. Obviously, their businesses are different, but they're both in, inside of this broad group. And those two pictures look very, very different. Costco's in a positive trend, hitting new highs. A five-attribute stock versus Procter and Gamble that
1: you know we talked about that that is uh, that is not. Yeah, and you kind of touched on that, the cap-weighting aspect of uh, XLP, and that may be something that's worked not in its favor. If you look at the top holdings of PSL right now, you're going to see some lesser-known brands like Constellation Brands, STZ, and Chegg. Uh, and these may not be companies that you're familiar with, but both of them are currently 5-for-5 five five on tech attributes, and they're the two largest holdings in PSL. So that ability to not you know just track the index has really... Uh, been a boon for psl this year yeah and we've seen a lot of strength coming out of small cap um you know rebounded faster than large cap coming off the february bottom um and so that's a trend that um psl may have kind of been able to grab onto
0: yeah you're you're absolutely right you know psl certainly has the ability to to go down the cap spectrum a little bit and not just overweight the, the the mega cap especially especially in that sector, large cap growth stuff has worked well you know in the technology large cap value stuff though um, has not and that's you know right now especially in today's market some of those large cap value names they' they're names that are uh, looked at looked towards to provide some income in the portfolio and that's all well and good as long as the the, the price of the stock continues to, uh, appreciate in value but when you get stocks that are, are declining in negative trends um, you know if you're holding them for the dividend just be sure that you know at least they're they're in positive trends um, uh, when, when you're looking at those names, because there's a lot of names, you, you mentioned um, some of those names that are just not holding up. They, they're still paying big dividends, um, but the, the, the trend charts are certainly not supporting uh, higher prices or indicating that demand is in control uh, of those individual names. Um, so uh, you mentioned small caps. IJR uh, is pretty interesting. It's a, you know, S&P 600 index. And IJR, small caps in general, have come back, have have bounced back nicely, moved to new highs. Uh, As a matter of fact, last month, well ahead a lot of these other indexes, and continue to be an area of strength uh, today. One thing we should mention, though, with small caps is... A lot of these small cap names have have moved quickly and have gotten overbought. So if small cap is an area that you're currently underweight in the portfolio, looking to overweight, uh, we'd be inclined to look for some pullbacks in some of the small cap indexes or ETFs uh, in order to add to those. But certainly longer term, those trends all remain positive, and and small cap stuff in general is still an area of leadership.
1: What else? Well, um, so time... uh, Time Warner is oh, being yeah. uh, acquired by AT and T. Um, the market apparently likes that news. Yeah, uh, yeah. TWX broke a uh, spread quadruple top today, um, and it looks like it might be taking some of the other media companies with it. Um, see at least five other media names that have um, had buy signals today. Mm. So um, you know, seems to be driving some demand for the sector.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a media ETF out there. Um, you know, so, so certainly the, the news that if you didn't want to um, try and pick which next media company is going to be bought out, who knows? Uh, but PMR, Papa Mary Romeo, it's an Invesco dynamic retail portfolio. So it's going to own a basket of, uh, excuse me, that's retail. We're talking about media. PBS, uh, PBS, uh, uh, Papa Boy Sam is the media portfolio, the media ETF, uh, the Invesco dynamic media. Um that chart looks interesting. That actually just you know, hit another new high today at thirty-two and a half. has a, a has a good strong fund score. Um, and so, if you want to look underneath the surface, look at the media space and look to own um, you know the, the entire sector as opposed to just one individual name. Uh, PBS is one to look at, and you do get some names in there. Uh, you know your your Time Warner's and, and your Twentieth Century Fox. You also get some of your um, uh, more social media type of names as well you're with with Twitter and uh, Facebook in there uh, but no so uh, PBS certainly something to take a look at today but with that um, I think that's about it you know as, as we mentioned as you know kind of just kind of wrapping up a little bit here there hasn't been um, a, a ton of, of changes underneath the surface uh, leadership trends continue and, and remain intact um we continue to see u.s equities as the number one area uh number one ranked asset class we continue to see uh positive pictures from other indicators like uh, bullish percent charts continue to be positive so um you know with that as we head into summer and, and get ready for um the uh the summer vacations to kick up uh we'll be we'll be here we'll be manning the, the phones man in the desk if you have any questions please feel free to give us a call um be sure to keep in touch with us via Uh, our our daily equity reports or uh, Monday morning videos as we'll uh, continue to pay attention to the markets and make sure that you are aware of any changes that might come about. So uh, with that, as always, we appreciate you joining us this week and look forward to be back on with you next week.